Hi, this is ETF.com's Exchange Traded Fridays podcast, a weekly podcast covering developments in the ETF industry. My name is Sumi Roy, and I'm Senior ETF Analyst for ETF.com. This week, I'm talking with Jeremy Caprone, Director of Research and Managing Partner with Robo Global, an index and research company focused on helping investors capture opportunities in robotics, artificial intelligence, and healthcare technology companies around the world. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Good to be here. It's really great to have you on the show, especially given how hot the topic of AI has been this year. As I understand it, you have a background in equity research, so I have to ask you, what do you think about this massive rally we've seen in the hottest stock on the market today, NVIDIA? Is it sustainable? Yes, uh, certainly a stunning move. Last week, in particular, I mean, Nvidia stock was up more than thirty-five uh, percent in the month of May. Uh, Single-day pop of more than twenty-five percent last week. That added a uh, hundred and eighty billion dollars in market cap. So, you know, to put things in perspective, this is more than the total market value of the top semiconductor companies around the world, like Intel or Texas Instruments or. Uh, a Qualcomm, which are all top global players with market caps between 100 and $150 billion each. So, you know, big move indeed. And the catalyst for this last week was the news that investors had dramatically underestimated the acceleration in demand for GPUs, which is uh, called that a proxy for the boom in AI. And especially the extremely rapid adoption of generative AI tools in uh, recent months. So since the launch of OpenAI's ChatGPT3, that was about six, nine months ago, uh, we've all become more familiar with the large language models and this newfound ability for machines to generate and understand text as well as images. And we're quickly moving to video now and everyone is experimenting with these new tools. And so in the case of NVIDIA, uh, which is the de facto leader in GPUs that are the most powerful compute tool for machine learning in data centers, we learned last week that demand was running around 50% above analyst expectations. This is a big numbers. NVIDIA is just printing money now, despite the broader downturn that we've seen in the semiconductor market that we've been in for about, uh, what is it, a year now. So, uh, yeah, NVIDIA stock now is very expensive. It's trading on uh, more than 200 times trailing earnings and over 30 times trailing revenue. And so, you know, those are uh, pretty long payback periods uh, if one assumes that NVIDIA is going going to continue to generate the same level of profitability. And certainly we think NVIDIA will continue to grow in the years to come and continue to ride that um, that that AI uh, wave, uh, but you have to be careful. Well, you know, if you are taking the shortcut of investing in a single stock to invest in AI, I think that's a that's probably a bad move. Uh, there are many other beneficiaries of the AI revolution, and and that's what we do here at Robo Global, researching and investing in the, uh, the entire ecosystem. Absolutely. That's a great point you made. As hot as NVIDIA is, as fast as it's growing, it's always risky to invest in one stock. And that's where ETFs come in, right? NVIDIA is, of course, a holding 
in the Robo Global Artificial Intelligence ETF, ticker symbol THNQ. Like you mentioned, everyone's seen the extremely impressive things that AI can do, including ChatGPT, MidJourney, and more recently, Adobe's generative fill feature in Photoshop that's been taken Twitter by storm. Can you talk about the investment opportunity in AI and why this ETF in particular is one investors should consider? Okay, so um, look, at RoboGlobal, we recognized the robotics automation and AI revolution was coming early on. And we launched Robo, the robotics and automation ETF in 2013, so almost 10 years ago today. And we did that to capitalize on what we regard as a technological revolution that is comparable to prior technology revolutions like that of the internet, and mobile in the past 20 years, or you know, the advent of electricity and uh, the, the gas engine beginning of the 20th century. Uh, technology revolution, meaning that this is a set of general purpose technologies that can be applied to every market, every industry, and it's happening now. And in researching the universe of uh, enablers of automation over the years, over those past 10 years, we recognized the inflection that was occurring around machine intelligence. And that's why we created the Artificial Intelligence Index. We call it THNQ. Uh, that was the first research index dedicated to uh, broad exposure to the global leaders of AI. That was in 2018. So we have about five years of a track record at this point. The US ETF that tracks it is a little more recent. Uh, but there's, there's also one in Europe that, that was started in 2018. And so the Artificial Intelligence Index is composed of uh, the companies that are leading the AI industry from data and compute to uh, some of the most promising applications in many different industries. And the idea is to look at not only the companies that provide AI solutions for particular problems, but also the whole set of enablers. And so the infrastructure and the, the core technologies that make AI possible. So NVIDIA, for example, would fall in the compute and semiconductor category, which is uh, raw uh, compute power that enables the processing of uh, uh, vast amounts of, uh, of data. And so in terms of uh, infrastructure, we're gonna be looking at uh, the cloud providers, we're going to be looking at the data collection and processing uh, providers, and we're going to look at the networking, we're going to look at the cybersecurity aspects, etc. And when it comes to applications, we're going to be looking at the, the most uh, attractive vertical markets where those technologies are being deployed. So business process automation, and uh, healthcare, and manufacturing, and transportation, etc. Um, now, uh, important thing to understand is that these index portfolios uh, are composed of uh, best-in-class companies from all around the world, and they're small, mid, and large caps. And these are companies that we research and we score on uh, various metrics to determine if they are included in the index and at what weighting. And then we rebalance every quarter. So the result is you have, you have portfolios that are broad, and at the same time, they're very unique in a sense that they have a low overlap with broad equity indices like the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ or the global equity indices. And, uh, and I, I think it's become increasingly clear that 
the AI revolution is ongoing. And uh, when you think about the problems that businesses are facing today, uh, the supply chain disruptions, the labor shortages and uh, inflation and rising costs across the board, the one clear response from business leaders is automation. And, and business leaders and corporations are making it a top priority. And in fact, today, demand for robots, automation, and AI tools is at record highs, and it, it is exceeded uh, what uh, providers can actually supply, as uh, NVIDIA demonstrated last week. That's great. And just for context, THNQ is up 29% this year. It's having a great year, but it did fall 40% in 2022. I assume last year's decline had to do with the whole bursting of the COVID bubble and issues related to valuation and growth stocks. Is that right? Well, I think there's there's two parts to that. Last year, we saw a, a major decline that I think was uh, highly driven by uh, the sudden um, powerful rise in interest rates and the, the impact on long duration stocks. And a, a lot of those uh, AI plays of uh, typically in, in growth mode and they're, uh, they're scaling very rapidly and they generate, uh, you know, lower amounts of, uh, of, of, of profits. And so a lot of the profits are, are relatively far into the future. And when they're discounted at a higher rate, the present value falls. And so, you know, rising interest rate was, was a factor in the decline last year for sure. The, the second part to that decline last year, I think, is clearly the hangover after the COVID boom that we saw in digital technologies and uh, the, the pandemic rolled out in 2020, we saw a dramatic acceleration in terms of our adoption of digital technologies in general. And many of these businesses had a huge year in 2020. And as in uh, many cases, you know, the, the equity market probably got a little bit ahead of itself and, and propelled those stocks to uh, unsustainable valuation. So we had the hangover, stocks corrected a lot last year, and uh, and and now it looks like we've started a, a, a new uptrend. Now, if you step back and you look at the longer term picture, which I think is critical when you invest in technologies, and in particular in robotics and in, a, in AI, you have to look at performance through the cycle. Uh, and uh, we've been running the Think Index for uh, almost five years now, during which the index has delivered returns at about 13% compounded uh, average growth rate. 13%, that's about six percentage points more than global equities. They've been trending around 7% during that, that five-year period. So uh, the, the returns have been, uh, I would say, pretty uh, satisfactory so far. That's great. And, and looking through the cycle makes a lot of sense. Now, I want to turn to one other one of your ETFs, the one you mentioned, Robo Global Robotics and Automation Index ETF, ticker symbol Robo. This has been a very popular ETF, it has $1.4 billion invested in it. How is this different than THNQ? Is one more software and the other is hardware? How should investors think about it? Yes, that's a great question. And Robo is uh, is where we started 10 years ago. And the view at the time was that robotics automation uh, was on the cusp of a, uh, a massive adoption. And, you know, robotics has been around for a long time, started in the 1960s, but for decades, 
it was confined to a small set of applications, primarily in manufacturing and the automotive industry in particular. In fact, the first robot was deployed in a uh, auto factory in Detroit in the 1960s. Uh, but uh, over the past uh, 15 years or so, we've seen the performance capabilities uh, expand dramatically. And at the same time, the cost of these technologies has been on the uh, the decline. And so we, we hit an inflection point where automation is now being deployed, not only in manufacturing, but but in every sector of the economy. And so the, the, the robo index and the ETFs that track it are, are designed to capture this wave and this technology transition as it happens across the various sectors of the economy and across uh, various regions of the world. So it's a, it's a global index of best in class uh, robotics and automation companies from around the world, uh, small, mid, large caps, and they're, they're all uh, focused on that business in, in particular. And uh, the philosophy behind the, uh, the portfolio construction is really one of, uh, number one, diversification. So this is not a concentrated bet on a handful of uh, stocks. Uh, to the contrary, it's it's uh, diversified across uh, uh, more than uh, 80 uh, holdings. And what they all have in common is that they are technology and market leaders in one or several of the 10 subsectors that we track. And so about half of these subsectors are about enablers, technology enablers, the companies that make the technologies that make a robot or an autonomous system possible. So you think about the sensing, you think about the computing and the actuation and how those systems interact with the physical world. Um, and and, and the, the position size is typically uh, you know, between one and 2%. And then we rebalance every three months, which means that you know, we use the benefits of index investing in terms of managing risk and, 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 and the uh, uh, we have an embedded process that uh, every three months, the rebalancing will naturally uh, buy the, the, the holdings that have come down and sell those that have that have gone up during that uh, period. So you have, a, uh, as a result, a kind of a smoother ride and you're able to provide this exposure to the industry and the, uh, the top players in the industry without uh, taking... Uh, undue risk or, or limiting the risk by, by diversifying. So um, there is some overlap between robo and think because AI is an important component of the automation industry and the overlap is about 10%. And so you'll find companies like NVIDIA belong to both robo and, and think. And there's, there's a few others like that, particularly in the compute and AI segment. But robo is a lot more diverse than uh, think. Think has a high exposure to the semiconductor and, and software and, and tech industries in general, whereas Robo is more diverse because you're going to find industrial companies in there. For example, the makers of factory robots or uh, the core components uh, that are critical to, uh, to robotics. Uh, you're going to find some healthcare exposure as well in Robo uh, with the, uh, the healthcare automation businesses and it, it goes from surgical robotics to pharmacy automation and other hospital workflow automations and lab automation, the manipulation of samples and things like that. So you've got uh, two portfolios that are uh, quite different 
in the end in terms of uh, their sector exposure and also in terms of their exposure to small and mid caps and robo is a, a pretty pronounced tilt towards small and mid caps that account for more than 60% of uh, the portfolio. That's great. So now only 10% overlap between the two ETFs. So these are pretty distinct funds. Interesting. And before I let you go, Jeremy, I want to ask you about the Robo Global Healthcare Technology and Innovation ETF, ticker symbol HTEC. When people think about tech and innovation, healthcare usually isn't the first thing that pops into their mind, but there is a lot of cutting edge advancements taking place in that sector. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So our research work around automation uh, led us to to realize around 2018 that there, there were really two uh, two areas of uh, e extremely strong growth where we saw an inflection. And the first one is artificial intelligence, and we just touched on that at, at length. Uh, but the other one is really healthcare. And what we noticed is that in the last few years, uh, the convergence of robotics AI and life sciences has enabled some breakthrough advances, which we believe will transform the healthcare industry. Uh, if you think about it, we now have uh, more than 7,000 robots around the world's hospitals assisting surgeons perform prostate and gynecology procedures. We have AI that can help physicians increase the accuracy of their diagnosis when reading medical imaging and, and biopsy results. Um, we have 3D printed implants for organ transplants. Uh, we have miniature medical devices like heart pumps the size of a fingernail. And of course, and, and, and perhaps most important, we have affordable gene sequencing technology, which has opened the door to uh, an entirely new medical approach when it comes to detecting diseases at a very early stage and to develop custom treatments that are tailored to each individual. And the first gene therapies that have been approved by the, uh, the FDA in the, the last few years, and of course, the, the COVID vaccines that are uh, uh, genetic uh, technology. So realizing this, uh, I think it's pretty clear that the next big economic sector that's going to be profoundly transformed by these this technologies is, is healthcare. And the penetration today is relatively low. Uh, and that's why we, we designed HTEC, the Healthcare Technology and Innovation Index, uh, to help investors uh, get exposure to that uh, mega trend. Well, that's great. Super interesting stuff. We're going to have to leave it there. Jeremy, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find this and all other Exchange Traded Fridays episodes on ETF.com or on any major podcast platform. See you next week.